Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell and the gracious ghost, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. The World Trumpet Federation grew out of our desire to help you our trumpet-playing friends and followers who love the trumpet just as much as we do. We want to help clear the way for your growth and development as players, teachers, and as people. Home to blogs, videos, and other really cool things that will make your playing better and your overall life way more exciting. For your daily dose of trumpet truth, head on over to worldtrumpetfederation.com. And by Messina Covers. Messina Covers makes high-quality, durable, lightweight covers for all sorts of equipment, and they use only the best American-made materials. Messina Covers makes musical instrument covers and gig bags for double bass, trumpet, low brass, woodwinds, and even conductors. They also make padded and non-padded single and double bags for bicycle wheels, now we're talking, padded custom-fitted laptop cases, beautiful grocery bags made from scrap, and just about anything custom you need. Over 20 colors and custom embroidery is available on every gig bag they make. Lifetime warranty against manufacturing defects. You know, separating seams, rips, tears, stuff like that. And if there's ever a construction problem, they will fix it for free. And of course, they're made right here in the U.S. of A. in Louisville, Kentucky. So go on over to MessinaCovers.net to get more information and start dreaming about your new custom trumpet case today. The Open Bell is comprised of three segments, warming up, a couple things, and no offense. We use these segments to gather Google and gawk at information that we believe is essential to Goose Gander and Gregarious Grateful Trumpet Gangs. Gentlemen, shall we? Each week, Warming Up is brought to you by Chop Saver, that perfect all-natural lip treatment created by the one and only Super Dan Gosling. A guy that is not afraid to do his own stunts. And while he's at it, invent the world's greatest lip treatment. Super no damn. building is too tall, no endeavor too dangerous. Go to ChopSaver.com to ensure you survive your next challenge. Speaking of crash tests, hey, Brian. There we go. That's what I'm doing <laughs> on a daily basis. <laughs> Super Dan. Super Dan. You guys remember yeah. Super Dave, right? Sure. Of course. Super, Super Dave Osborne. Gosh, Super Very Dave Osborne. All right, so I have, I have a cornet articulation question for you. That's shocking. I can't hear anything you're saying right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's actually for Joey. It's definitely not for Bill. <laughs> Bill tuned out at articulation. I tuned out at cornet. <laughs> yeah. And no one's Brian's by himself on the, the only one here. That's right. Okay, you can. Joey's going to figure this out immediately. So, who's the f- person who claims to be the inventor of uh, double and triple tonguing on the cornet? I actually don't know this. Is it Arben? Did he? Start? Of course, I, yeah. I guess Arben. Yeah. It's Arben. So he yeah. actually says it in his preface. Um, do you know where he got it? Where he got it? Yeah, where, where he, he got, got it. I know he liked it was, the way he did it. He, did. <laughs> he was happy with the way he did. He was happy with the way he did it. <laughs> he says he's the first person to steal it and apply it to the cornet from flute players. Sure. No, this is no. This is yeah. Not good. This is a bad not, road. Not, I don't. I don't. So, like, I don't like where we're going. Here. No, I don't like the turn this took. <laughs> right. So I, I just encourage everybody to read the preface. I think it's it's fantastic. Uh, preface to the Arvin yeah. book, and it's a little asterisk at the bottom where he talks about his his multiple tonguing, um, and how he was doing it. Um, then I the next question is when you teach multiple tonguing, what do you use? What books do you use um, to teach it? And why? And then I'd just like to talk a little bit about multiple tonguing and learning it. 
Sure. I mean, uh, I actually use the Arvin's book. I find those to be very, very useful as they're short exercises that are accessible kind of right away. You know, when you get going for double and, or, and triple tongue, where you can start with on one note for two lines or three lines, I think it's a good way to get going. So I do like the Arvin's book approach and how to get going. I also, as you guys know, I use the Clark book. Once you once you're getting once you build some facility and build ways to do this, then the, I think the next step technique wise is can we change notes and intervals, which the Arvin's book does a little bit of, but there is a large leap uh, between what's in <laughs> yes. the Arvin's book and the technique part and then the cornet solos at the end. There is mm-hmm. a large leap, in, and especially triple-tonguing, but even double-tonguing and what's offered there. And so I do think there's some in-between things to get you there. And I, I like using the Clark book for that and other music before we get to there. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, I'm one, page 175, original Arvin book. But I have a way to deconstruct the initial exercise, um, and add, and add to it. I get real microscopic with it. It's <laughs> awesome. It's sort of like the thirty-seven days to double C, where you just play double. You play a second line G for like twenty-nine pages, and then you turn the page and double C. Yeah, and I also use obviously Clark is the is great for double tongue. Have you guys ever used Vizuti? It's a little bit more graduated and a little bit slower at the beginning. Oh, that's true. Those Vizuti books are really good for that. Yeah. Yeah, I have used those. I like those books a lot. That's true. So there's also a whole section in the Irons book on multiple tonguing, mm-hmm. which I, I like the Clark book numbers five, six, seven, eight. I didn't even know existed. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're going to need the book. Um, but so there's... Like in the in the Arben book, he like explains what it means to do the multiple tonguing, what the yeah. K articulation is all about. Um, he cautions against using D's and G's, um, and it's and there's an explanation. Vizudi's not really an explanation. No explanation in Clark book about multiple tonguing, right? Just do the multiple tonguing. Right. Yeah. He's just like uh, start slurred and then you know lightly articulate and then you know multiple tongue. Right. <laughs> Exactly. And there's likewise in the Irons book, there's no explanation. And the Irons book starts with fermatas um, and triple tonguing, except alternating T's and K's, yeah. not the K at the end. Um, so just as a way to, to strengthen the K's, I, I assume, or make it more like double tonguing at the beginning. Um, yeah, I, I, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I will. I, when Whit Marcellus was recording that Cornette favorites album, Lord, yeah. uh, the, the, I was I was an undergrad at Eastman at the time, and so he was Dang. around and available for questions. And multiple tonguing was something that was not easy for me. And I asked him because I was in the rehearsals. I said, "What did you do?" And he said, "Oh, um, I just walk around K tongue and stuff. Just yeah. K tongue your major scale. Just walk around going ka 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 ka. You just practice that way, and then put it on the horn, which is just K. So strengthening strengthening the." K or whatever you want to call the alternate syllable from the uh, the primary mm-hmm. one, however you want to conceive of that, that's an important part of multiple tonguing, no matter how you go about it. Uh-huh. I, I was at this time, this time my teacher just introduced this to me and then he became ill, so I was kind of left on my own. And I sort of in my mind thought, well, if the K is supposed to sound like the T, I should do that. I should make yeah. them equal. So I, I went like a long time just K tonguing everything, trying not to get caught doing it. <laughs> nice. Right. Which is, as a result, you know led to me having a notoriously slow single tongue because I just stopped practicing <laughs> it. Stopped working on it. That's when it all happened for me. I, I can double it. tongue like the wind. <laughs> and I will to, leave chance to, to the... Stoneman confessional. <laughs> I, I, leave chance to the wind. Okay. I will leave chance to the wind on this one <laughs> as well as my double tonguing. But, uh, yeah. But, no, that's the way to go. Oh, beautiful. Well, so just we go back to Arben and the cornet, of course. Now, to be fair... 
To, to be, be fair. fair. <laughs> Arben also said that we shouldn't play above B flat. <laughs> He just didn't right. write he it He said, there. if you have to play up to high C, just use some more pressure. Well, what he <laughs> meant was... Which is hysterical. Was, translating from the French, compression. I think that's what he meant. <laughs> wow. Those are the kind of socks he was wearing? Is that how that yes, works? Yes, he was wearing compression socks. <laughs> that's what I figured. Yeah. Got them from Scott. Yeah. Anyway, Joey, what do you have for us today? Well, I've got this. You know, uh, it's April. It's almost April. Yeah. It's recital season, people. Oh, yes, yes, it is. All right, so those of you out there thinking it's performance time, it's spring concert time, it's, you know, and, and we're definitely, I think, most places, you know, out doing things again. I want people performing, and I want people going in confident. So my first uh, student recitals are starting up this weekend in my studio, and we're having that discussion because guess what? It's been a while. And we talked, <laughs> we've talked before about the differences and, and what's changed over the past couple of years. So I want to say two things. One, you know, practice, get ready, go out, be confident, enjoy it, right? Think, okay, I get to go do this. But then two, and I just want to spread this, and I, I, I can't say it loud enough, go see live performances. Oh, yes. Go see your friends. Go see your colleagues. You know, even if you're thinking, I don't really want to go see it, if you want to make it evil, go say, hey, man, what if there's a train wreck? Wouldn't I want to be there for that? This is why I can't believe people don't go see every faculty recital. Like, why would, what if your teacher completely crashes? Don't you want to be wanna there be, for that? This, so, I've said when, this for years. When? It's my it's my NASCAR theory of brass recitals. <laughs> right. There it is why do NASCAR. people, do you go to brass recitals for the same reason you go to a NASCAR race? It might be a crash. I see the crash. <laughs> it might be a See somebody up. spin out and turn three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get a little loose against the wall. You gotta, oops. <laughs> there it is. Wow. It looks a little loose. <laughs> but right, I, I mean, you guys are having this too, right? Because you know, I still go mm -hmm. see. I'm going to see performances and stuff, and I'm, uh, and I understand there are people who are still maybe a little reticent to be out in public, but you know. Get yourself feeling as comfortable as you can. Go see some, like, go see your friends play. Go see your colleagues play. Go get out, see some stuff. It's because it, there's stuff going on. And when think about when I do a recital, do I want an audience, right? And you would think, well, yeah, of course I want people to come see my recital. Then you need to be somebody else's audience as well. Everybody wants yeah. that. Yeah. And if you want a real heavy dose of it, come on out to Delaware at the end of the month of the National <laughs> Trumpet Competition. Yeah. And you can watch. You know, essentially a hundred recitals, <laughs> right? You know, in one weekend. You yeah, know. absolutely. And if you're thinking about doing NTC in the future, I mean, this is the thing. Not only do you have to practice performing, but man, it's great to be there and watch someone else go through it, and you can oh, do that great. over and over again, and learn a whole bunch of rep while you're sitting there. Yeah, some yeah. things so. you might not have thought of. You're gonna, somebody yeah. will be doing. So and yeah, that's my well. message for today. Bill, what do you got for us this morning? Well, I just want to give a recap. Joey always gives these brilliant recaps of when he's out playing somewhere. You know. I like the term he's, brilliant. He's, he's big time. <laughs> wow. He's big time. He's, he's trumpet famous. Trumpet wow. famous. He's no. at least trumpet famous. That's not a thing. And this doesn't really match up, but, you know, I played with the Altoona Symphony this weekend. Dang. Nice. Dang. Weird. Dang. Yep. <laughs> Dang. Here you are. We got to get the bell. We need the bell. <laughs> I'll get a bell. And it was cool. I, mostly, it was a great weekend because I, I mostly played second to uh, a guy I went to undergrad school with who was a public school teacher, recently retired. Right. Retired. I'm still working, but anyway, um, but Dave, you don't, that's uh, not working. What you're doing? <laughs> call that work. Yeah, call um, that work. It's an ambitious description. Anyway, uh, great to hang out with Dave and uh, and watch him do all the heavy lifting. Although I did get to play first on the Vienna Philharmonic Fanfare. Oh right, Ooh, oh, nice. which was yeah 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 a lot of fun. It was great. Right. B flat trumpet. I uh, no. Okay. I played it on C. Of course you did. <laughs> 
B flat yeah. part? No, C part. C part. Really? Yeah. We'll come back to that. All right, we'll come back to that. That's another episode altogether. Yeah. But that's really not what I want to talk about. What I wanted to talk about was... <laughs> Wait, no. hold on a second. <laughs> no, I did want to talk about that. But I want to say, like, how great it is to get out and do a gig like this because Altoona, great town. Like, yeah. great food, oh, really nice. great hangs, nice. right? Uh, found some really great food. And home of the horseshoe curve. Now, if you are uh, a feral equinologist... And who isn't? And who isn't? <laughs> Brian just I just spun Brian said what? Brian you know the word pharaohequinology no. no, go ahead it's the study in the love of trains <laughs> okay oh, anyway right. the yeah. horseshoe either, curve is that oh. Egyptian horses right <laughs> 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 better I'm mean, gonna make a note for next Jeopardy <laughs> um, but just a really beautiful place I'm definitely gonna go back I'm gonna take my bikes I'm gonna spend some time there yeah some hills there let me let me ask yeah. one question sure. Did anyone there recognize you for anything other than trumpet playing? No. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I was primarily anonymous. anonymous. There were some folks there from, you know, it, from back in the day at IUP well, and who, stuff. Well, who, for example, who was the conductor for the weekend? Uh, it was Dennis Glocky from oh, Penn State. Yeah. Retired, retired from Penn, from Penn State. State. Did, you, did you get a chance to chat with him at all? I, I did chat okay. with Dennis for just a minute. He's, what, he what was did he busy. To, what did he have to say he there, Bill? He said, hi, Bill. <laughs> That's all? Pretty that was much. it? That was kind of it. He what didn't else, know what you? What else did he say? Did he know you by, by reputation or by name or anything? Okay, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> you suck so much. <laughs> what do you say, Bill? That's so up. my reputation precedes me as a conductor. There it is. Wagger! <laughs> Boom, as a wagger. <laughs> wagger. Wagger famous. <laughs> yeah, but it's from another wagger, so I don't think it really counts. <laughs> That I, think that wagger I think that makes it worse. Wagger to another. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think exactly. that makes it worse. But I'm thinking, like, I've not really even been trying to be a wagger. I'm just a trumpet player. Who's See, but here, I, th- I think you're, but not even trying and being known for it might make that even worse, oh, I don't too. Th- no, no, no. <laughs> like, I'm not no. trying to be a juggler, and guess what? Nobody knows me as one. <laughs> can you juggle? I mean, not well, but what yeah, you sure, juggled? I can juggle. What have you juggled in your life? Could I, you juggle... Could you juggle tennis balls? Yes. Could you juggle right. um, cupcakes, for example? Could you juggle those? Uh, yes, I can. Could you? <laughs> okay. He's See, done that. I'm just thinking random <laughs> sure. you know, things you could juggle. Absolutely. <laughs> chainsaws. I, I, I've never no. tried it. I do not think I could do chainsaws. Oh, my gosh. That might take some time. Anyway. That was it. Well, listen, boys. It's episode 80, and I, I was going to do I was gonna do Jeopardy, okay. but I... I, I I decided against it. Oh. I'm saving up. All right. Because I really was in the mood to play It All Adds Up. Uh-oh. No. Over okay. this game? <laughs> now, I was really going to get nasty with this, and I was going to give you the clues out of order. That's but I'm going to okay. save that, because I've got an idea for another next-level game that we'll do at some other point. Okay. But today, this is going to be basic. You guys are going to kill this. I can tell already. No, it sure. all adds up. I'm going to give you the clues. Okay. You're going to get certain syllables. Then you got to put it together. First one's going to be easy. Right over the plate. Right over Ready? the plate. Okay. Yep. Here we We're go. in trouble, Joey. I'm, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. A low sound. A low sound. Mm-hmm. That's it? That's the first clue. A low sound. <laughs> and the second clue... Prefix for a great restaurant in Albuquerque. Okay. 
See, together. Prefix? Yeah. L- a low sound. That's all we get. Brian, do you know get. what he means by a low sound? A pedal? No. Or, or a G? He or would never chase pedal. How about, <laughs> how about a low constant sound? Uh, oh. Drone. Yeah, so drone. No? No. That's a low constant sound. It is. It's an option. So we don't we don't even know what a low sound is. You don't know this. You got you don't have it. Do you have the second part? Uh, yeah, I think it's L. That's right. It is L. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Nothing. I'm gonna no. have to bail you out of this. Yeah. How about a hum? That's not a hum. Is not low by definition. Well, which how would you describe hum? That's a good question. Not as a low <laughs> sound. I can say what I wouldn't describe it. A as. low repetitive a sound. Low a low constant sound. sound. Hum. I'm gonna okay. look up hum. All right, so what's the answer? Hummel. Hummel. Yeah. There you go. See? Well, you guys are going to fail today. Yeah. I could tell because oh, you're yeah, never going to get the next one. We're already out. <laughs> okay, here's the next one. A plant or stooge that gives credibility. Oh, wait a minute. You've lost us again. I know. <laughs> a That's right. A plant or stooge? A plant or a stooge that lends credibility. Oh, All right, never mind. Don't worry about that. You'll, it'll, it'll come together for you. Used to unlock a door. See? It got easier. Um, used to unlock a door. Okay. The next clue is between O and Q. Brian okay. is starting from the beginning. I've got two and three. I've got two and three. The Jackson blank. I've got two, three, and four. Okay. And the last one is Miles Davis hit. Well, how, which one? <laughs> of course. But if you have the others, you can put it together. If you had the first word, that would have been a giveaway. But We don't have the first Plant word. Plant or stooge? Stooge? <laughs> what is he? Stooge. What is, stooge. <laughs> so let's say if you, like, you got like one of these games on the street, you know, and like you don't realize that some of the people there are part of the thing. You know, you, oh, you're in it. Oh, that kind of plant. That kind of plant. A, a person who's planted somewhere. A person who's been hidden there when you don't know that they're part of the Ah, uh, this is good. The ruse. Done good work on this, Bill. Okay. Let's see. I, I think you got it, Joey. I don't. Oh, wow. I don't know what the. I still don't have the first word. I have two, three, four, and I have I don't know ten guesses for five. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if you say two, three, and four together, that you'll get five. Okay, so two, three, and four, Brian. I've got keep five, right? Keep five. Oh, I see what you did. Yeah, those don't go together. <laughs> but that's what it is. I don't separate keep. words when I do this. It's not keep. Key P five. Key P five. Mm-hmm. What goes before that? Mm, key P5. Wow. Then key P5 what? I mean, it could be anything. Oh, shilky. Shil P- shilky P5-4. There it is. There a shill. It is. Shill. A the shill. shill. The shill isn't the plant. The shill is the person you're taking. No, I think the shill is the plant. I think the shill is the, the plant or the stew. I don't think so. All right. No, that's the person you're taking the money from. Is the oh, shill? That's not. That's not your. Pr- that's not your. I look. Plant. I got this from the same website. I got the. I did a information. Hold on a second. <laughs> I'm going to the dictionary. 
I'm sure this you are. This is good. Shilkey P54. I like Come it. Come on. Well done. Thank you. Thank you, Brian, for noticing. <laughs> the next one's going to be super easy. Uh, well, you, no, it's not. We're doing <laughs> terrible here. Yes. I'll bet Joey's mom got all these so far. No, you're right. The shill's the decoy. You're right. Thank you. Boom. Boom. Right in the middle of the Iditarod, too. Okay. Here we it's go. It's over. The Iditarod is <laughs> over now. Did we win? <laughs> Our not team the people not got win. caught in that storm. Oh, they didn't win. That, that's reason not to do it. This, the sled that had the Open Bell um, logo on the side that we sponsored did not finish. Yeah. Yeah. We got anyway. Out of those six mushers that got taken out by the storm. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Clue number one. Blank the knife. The knife? The knife. Blank the knife. Okay. 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 Nobility who defended Britain. Brian, that was for you. (laughs) Nobility? Yeah, nobility. A noble person. A nobility who, who defended Britain. Okay. And then the last one is the opposite of drive. Opposite of drive? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean opposite? (laughs) (laughs) You could drive or you could could park. Duh. Oh, MacArthur Park. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, that's very good. Somebody who went to MacArthur Park High School. I went to MacArthur High School. Douglas MacArthur High School. Douglas MacArthur Park High School. (laughs) Not Park. Douglas MacArthur High School. (laughs) Not a before and after. All right, MacArthur Park. Wow, well we done. Go. We got yeah. one. We got one. So, <laughs> got so one high in that sentence, Douglas MacArthur Park High School high is the pentultimate word. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to turn this whole podcast right around. <laughs> I'm, don't make me pull over. Okay, here we go. You guys are going to kill this one. Ready? Yeah. Clue number one. No. Kilmer from Top Gun. Okay. Opposite of out. I'm ready to make my <laughs> guess. This. I'm ready to make my guess. Okay, go ahead. Valentine Snow. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's it. Perfect. <laughs> okay, what were the next two? Just past twelve. Okay, teen would get you teen and a major part of winter. <laughs> there it is. Would get you snow. Well Finally. done. <laughs> Finally, we get one. <laughs> you guys. Okay, here we go. Next one. This is going to be a big hit. Oh no! All right, clue one: a plane with no propellers. I have to call Carter. <laughs> Get Carter <laughs> on the line. Uh, clue number two. Most important element of trumpet. I know this. Clue number three. Shut your blank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, you got this? Yeah, I got this. Go. And the last one is oh. hoping for world. Jet tone mouthpiece. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> it literally all adds up. Wow, well done. <clears throat> okay, there is a bonus round. You want to? Yes. No. <laughs> all right, here we go. Oh, no. When you already have it. Okay. No longer captive. <laughs> Jesus. A grain used to make great stuff. And interestingly, tying it all together here, you can't double tongue without this. 
I'm I, I'm nowhere on this. Oh, I thought you were going to kill no, this. No, I am like, go back to the first one. When you already have it. It's a little vague. Yeah, it's a lot, little. A lot vague <laughs> for me. But, but number two is no longer captive. Sure. Number three, the grain you got. I'm not sure. There are lots of grains out there. Yeah, but there's one grain in particular that you're partial to. And then you can't double tongue without this. I don't have this. Brian, you got anything? No, I do not have this. We don't, we don't have this. You already have it as got. If you're no longer captive, you're free. Gottfried Rika. Gottfried Rika. Oh, Rika. Wow. Oh, I had, wow, I, had I had own down. <laughs> I had free. Free, yeah. Own free oh. corn. Yeah. <laughs> barley. What? Barley something. <laughs> I wrote down working. barley the first time. Me too. Oh. Well done, boys. It did uh, finally all add up to you, for wow. you, at you. Well That's done. Great. Terrible. All right, time for a couple things. <laughs> The trumpet repertoire contains some iconic pieces, perhaps none more monumental, or you might say landmark, than the Artunian Concerto. So for something completely different, we decided to devote an entire episode to discussing this great work for trumpet. Boys, it's, it's time to deconstruct the Artunian. We're going because in. Because everyone Perfect. has an opinion, everyone has a story. Yeah, I, actually, that's where I wanted to start. I don't know if you've got an idea for this. No, go. I mean... What's, do it. What's, can we discuss our first experience with the Artunian concerto? Yes, please. Brian, you want to go or shall I go first? Wow. You, you I don't usually lead off. Do you know? Yeah. The first time I played the Artunian. Yeah. I was in high school. I think I did it for a competition in high school. It was on my audition list for colleges. I did it for a competition. I had to memorize it. Um, and Ooh. I remember having some memory slips in the, nah. in the audition <laughs> for the concerto cool. competition. It's long. Yeah. Mm. A friend of mine, a cellist actually won from my, from my high school, won the competition. Um, yeah. I remember doing it. And I remember my teacher writing in my part, all these different scenes. Like you have to picture this scene here and this scene here. Yeah. Mr. Eggers. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I did not I, play. I did not play <clears throat> until college. Um, so it was my junior year of college and my multiple tonguing was still very, very suspect. Uh, and at, at Eastman, at the end of your junior year, you have a, a recital, uh, not a recital, a jury, which can then, if it goes well, you can be nominated for a performer certificate, which then you have to play your senior recital and have faculty members show up, right? But it's mm. based on your junior recital. So a lot of people get very uptight about their junior recitals back then. So Barbara, looking at me and saying, all right, well, we've been working this double tongue thing. Let's put this to work. You should play the Artunian Concerto, which is something I had gone out of my way to stay away from <laughs> specifically because of the double tugging right in there i'm like oh great now the published version that i think is still most people use has some notable typos but i remember the first one i remember uh in the first time i brought it in because back then uh the only recording i knew about was of course and we're going to get to this was was Dachitzer's, and it was only available on lp and it was hard to find yeah, sure. So when I was first learning it, I did not have a recording. Yeah, I didn't mm. either. So yeah. it, the first thing, if you uh, right before letter F, the first lyrical section. The end of the first section, lyrical mm -hmm. section. There's a printed on that page a crescendo. Yep. Yeah. So I went in, and the first time I played it, I played a really nice, lovely crescendo. And Barbara said, what, what are you doing? 
And I said, what do you think? That's right. She goes, oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. Just took it. Take pencils out. That's a yes. dick. No. Do you know who are, told me are, that? There are just lots of misprints in the, in the yeah, published yeah. version, which we should talk about as in well. My, in, well my audition, yeah. in my audition uh, for undergrad at Northwestern, Chickowitz said, obviously, that's a diminuendo, right? <laughs> right. This is so like, affirming. Right. Because <laughs> I learned this as a sophomore in college, and I was like, there's no way that's right. Yeah. See, and there's I, a difference between you and me. It's published, so it is right. I just literally, did the ink. yeah, <laughs> literally are literal. Ink. So I learned this as a sophomore mm-hmm. at IUP. My teacher gave it to me, Bill Becker, and I won the concerto competition that year. Nice. I know I On have it. used this right. story. Yeah. In, that's in, right. Uh, two truths and a lie before, or whatever yeah. it is. But I actually did win. Except the problem is is that the orchestra conductor there actually did do this thing where he goes, "Yeah, I'm not writing those parts for you. You'll play the Haydn." <laughs> right robbed yeah never did get to do it with orchestra oh yeah but one of the things i would say about it is that it's one of those ones that it doesn't the piano transcription while difficult actually works it totally yeah, works it does yeah, yeah. you know yeah this is a actually a great piece with piano so here's what i thought we would do i mean i knew we were all going to have the stories and it's going to conjure up a lot of ideas and stuff i thought we'd start at the beginning and go through sure Right, Let's like go. maybe section by section, have an opinion, and of course you can't think about the Artunian without thinking about Dachshitzer. Right, right. I mean, well, just... should you talk about why? Go for it. Well, because it was written for him. Right, of course. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, nineteen fifty, mm-hmm. written for him. Artunian was thirty, right? So he's a pretty young composer. Right. Um, so pretty early in his career, and um, and it was written for him, and and. Did Dachshitzer write the condensa, or did did uh, Artunian write it for him? I think Dachshitzer wrote it, right? I, I don't know. It says in the in the international edition it says condensa by Dachshitzer, right? Which is kind of cool. But did he did Dachshitzer write it? Are you are you? I I always well it says by yeah yeah. I think hmm. it is. I always assumed it was. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, I assumed it. it was as well. I just sort of assumed that was his. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, it's interesting too. In NTC, this piece has been played, you know, over the years, and people you have to make choices to fit within the time frame of the competition. Oh yeah, right. right? So it's typically, am I going to do both lyrical sections, or am I going to do the cadenza? Sure. Right. So you try because you can only have one cut, so it's pretty interesting that way. Um. So let's go to the top. Yeah. Oh, can I talk about this though? Uh, some one more thing, and then we'll dig in. Um. When I have someone learn this, of course, you have to send them to the Dachshitzer recording. because I do think it's the you, place to start. I you agree. have yes. to start there. Yeah. Written but for I, it's the premiere. It's kind of a definitive recording. Yeah, and then yes. there are lots of recordings with lots of opinions on how it should be. But I will say one of my favorite performances, and I thought we'd just throw this out there to start, was a very young Natalie Dungy in, at NTC when she was in oh, the junior sure. division playing yeah. Artunian. And it is just one of the sweetest recordings and performances of this piece. Totally. She killed it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have others that you want to throw out there? Well, the Nikarikov recording is pretty spectacular. He's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he knows his way around. He does, he does good work. <laughs> so my sons who are, as you know, not trumpet players, actually about a week ago, one of them found Nikarikov online playing something and sent it to me, and they're like, is this real? <laughs> no, it's yeah. not and real. Like, I was like, no, no superhuman is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Other good recordings you can think of? Hmm. Yesterday, I bought the a new recording of Tony Prisk, the second trumpet in Philly, playing it with the Temple Wind Ensemble. 
Oh. I have not heard that. Yeah. It's huh. it's 2001, uh, 20, 2021. Okay. It, it's good. He sounds good. Oh, yeah. Tony can play. Yeah. 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 With he, band, huh? He kind of, yeah. He kind of goes for it too. That's like a brilliant sound and not a lot of vibrato. I mean, it's not, not Doug should serve well, vibrato. That, yeah. Uh, Maybe we should start with that as well. Like uh, before you dive right in, you should absolutely yeah. listen to Doc Schitzer. That doesn't mean you played exactly <laughs> like him. Yes. And I guess maybe before that, maybe we should talk about spelling. How do you spell Artunian? <laughs> I can Cartoon- think of at least three common, three common spellings, right? I always go with what's on this when the, on international, the international version, version which is yeah. the Arutunian. Sure. Yeah. Sure. A R U T U N I A N. But there are others out there. Yeah. So, yeah, you can get in arguments there if you're looking around. All right. So let's let's go at the top. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go to the top. Well, the and we should also mention the the international version is edited by Voizan. Yes. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And even so, there there are some typos which we'll get to. Yeah. So let's talk about all the all the typos yeah. for sure. Yeah. So the, we think the opening is you know the slow section beginning all the way up to A. Right. That's that's our first chunk. That's yeah. That's the, the introduction. That's why I like yep. the introduction. Yeah. Sure. That's, yeah. Our intro. I think there are a couple things in here. That need to be said. First of all, it's should be played freely, obviously. Yeah. I mean, pretty freely. And it says rubato right there under the bar, too. It does. I love it. So Mr. Thank you, you Captain some, Literal. Right. You, that means you get some, you get some leeway You get some there. freedom. That's some right. time. Yeah. And my favorite definition of rubato, the honorable theft of time. Thank you, Keith. <laughs> there it is. That's I like very it. good. That's it's very good, very right? Good. Yeah. You could take it, but you got to put it back. You got to put, put it back. back. Right. But I like the second statement to be a little more insistent than the first. You can play okay. your first statement, but I think the second statement has to say, I'm not sure you heard me, so I'm going to say it again. Well, I think <laughs> it should be, uh, by definition, a little bit stronger because you have a crescendo at the end of the first statement, and then it doesn't say to go back to forte, so you should no. have ended a little stronger, which means it is stronger. Mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah. And then I think it just goes away, the subito yeah. piano. Oh, Absolutely. Out of can, back to nothing. Can we Huge talk about the contrast. downbeat of bar three? We can. Sure. So over and over again, I hear the two sixteenths as a pickup to the downbeat. Yeah, no. no. The gesture is to the first sixteenth. Well, let's talk about that. That happens one, two, three, four times, right? Yeah. That it hap- well, it hap- happens all over the piece. No, but I'm in the intro. It happens. Yeah, four in the times. intro. Yeah. Yeah. And those four times should be stylistically exactly the same. How you play, da da da. Yeah. Should be the same all four times, which is bar well, three, bar five, and then in the middle bar two, and then the last thing you do. Because when yeah. you get to the when you get to the A theme, there it is. Dum bum 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 da da. It's right. back. I mean, it's that's right the germ. That's sure. the cell. But even in the intro, I think that's what ties the, the whole thing together. Agree. Yeah. Right. Totally the agree. Ba ba ba. Right on the that's downbeat. the motive. It's yeah. not a pickup. It is da da da, not ba da da. Right. Exactly. And yeah. it's apparently very difficult for all levels of trumpet player to play those <laughs> as, not as a pickup, right. yeah, as a downbeat. Yeah. Like okay. a ri- written out mordant, if you will. <laughs> you um, here's the next thing. Love the run to the A flats. And Joey, I think you're going to agree with me on this. There is a printed and edited breath mark in bar 13, right? <laughs> Just before the end of B4. Sure. That's the last time you should breathe until you get to letter A. That's my theory. Either, well, I think you have options, but this nope. gets to my, uh, I, I think you can breathe there. <laughs> there is a printed breath mark after the B flat. That's a, that's It should be in the errata. Now, if you need one there, but where I do not think you get to breathe is before the triplets. 
No, definitely not before the but triplets. But this gets done a ton. Well, sure. and after the high B flat, why would you do that? Why would you breathe after the B flat? Well, if the whole orchestra is playing, you can, because the, that will can actually get you. If you need one, you could go there. But and Voison gave you an out. Right. Yeah. But I, I agree that the lift after the A flat, that this should get you all the way down to ba 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 right, right there at the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brian, that breathing you at the end of I don't know. Here's why here's why let me go in on this just a yeah, little bit. Go for so it. So when you're coming down, right? That mm-hmm. G at the end of the two four bar, the last note of that measure, serves as a pivot point as the end of that descending line and the pickup into the triplets. The triplets. Yeah. So yeah. breathing after that breaks that in half and just chops the music off at the knees. So Agreed. there are people that stop and breathe there, and I think that is much like in in the Hindemith first movement when you get to right before the bright section. They mm-hmm. went body, body. There are eight of those, and then yes. right into it, people take like a little hitch there. There is nothing in the score to indicate you get any extra time there. Right. But people do it. And I think that is a trumpet decision, not a music decision. So if you're looking at this musically and you see that descending line that's coming all the way down, that G ends the line and pickups gives you a pickup into the next line. Mm-hmm. You do not get to break there. Nope. I, I agree with that. No break. The the printed edition does give you a breath before the final yet the da. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm okay. If you want to lift, fine, but you don't need to breathe. Right. I, and I do think the whole orchestra lifts there. I think that does happen. Yeah. Right. After the D Which flat. Which is fine. Yeah. But not after yeah. the G. Not before the triplets. You yeah, I think you should right connect out. that. Yep. Right out. You <laughs> right need out. to connect that. You have to connect it. I yeah. agree. Absolutely. Oh, Anything else might, on the... I thought we might fight about that. Oh, I'm so happy. No, no. no, that's, no that's true. That's, that's um, really do, you, do you guys uh, articulate leading up to the A flat? Yeah, sorry, Brian, you uh, you cut out. <laughs> sorry, I know so Bill does. No, but this is actually, I've had this discussion as well. Those 16th notes of the accelerando up to the A-flat, the first six of them have tenuto marks as well, which some people are saying, well, you should tongue the first six, then slur and accelerate it to the A-flat. Yeah, and no. Mikhailikov tongues them all. Yes, yeah. he does. The entire you know why? Because <laughs> he can. Because he can. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm saying is I think you just put a little more weight on those, and another little trick is to play the E at the top on the last set of four sixteenths, one and two. Let's let's put a little arbin in this. It just makes for a smoother transition at the top of that line. Yeah, yeah. If you want, that can work. Yeah, if you need it, yeah. work. But I don't. I don't actually articulate those. But I I can understand that people might want to. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. But I'll okay. Yeah, Bill's not going to tongue any of that. I'm not going to tongue any. You going to tongue any of that? Tonguing, no. We are when we get to A. Now yes, we're getting we to the are. First. So the next next big chunk gets us A to D. Right. That's the mm-hmm. you know, that's the fun. Yeah. We're getting into the fun part here. Yeah. So now we need we need clear articulations. We need double tonguing. We need some good fingered facility, right? We got the whole thing. Do you guys do the Nikirikov tempo or the Dokchitzer tempo? Because that's a lot faster than the Voison hey, edition. It's marked one forty four. Well, it's marked one forty four. So, and I actually believe that tempo is from Artunian. Like that one forty four. This is a man writing in the middle of the twentieth century. This isn't the 1700s. This isn't ancient history. He wrote that. You think he wrote it? Voizan didn't add it. Yeah, I think it, I think that's in the score. Oh, interesting. So I what is your tempo here? I go 144. I I, I think yeah. that's a good tempo for this. I think once you get up like to that 152, 160 that some people like, I think it's too fast. It's too fast. Yeah. I'll tell you what. What doesn't work is 145. <laughs> 
144, 145, whatever it takes. No, whatever it takes. <laughs> you're out. <laughs> now, I, I will say this. I actually, believe it or not, I love playing this piece because I feel like I can articulate when I play this piece. But uh, a little I'm strategizing. Glad, I'm glad you feel that way. I'd, if I were you, I'd feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> um, Got to practice it slurred. Got to practice the 16th slurred. Yeah, you got to get the line. Get the line, get the coordination with the fingers, then they add the tongue back in. And I think a lot of times, like most things, of course, I, I it's over-articulated. It, this can be smooth. Right. None of these things are marked uh, when we're in here. We don't have 16th notes with staccatos or accents. Right. They're articulated, but they're not hammered. Mm-hmm. So you could have that ding, boom, boom. It's part of the line. It's not any more than that. Agree. Right? Now, oh, yeah. speaking of finger things, if you want a little shortcut, right at the very end of this, you got the last 16th line. The high A flat. Yeah. Now, you can just play it first valve. First valve. And you it's do not a, have to cross finger there. It's on my list, baby. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Because then oh, that sets that up. But we have to talk grace notes in here. This drives me nuts. Um, <laughs> uh, where is it? Uh Yes, the grace note, right? And when that in the lyrical section here in the in B, right? Yes. Before the beat or on the beat? I put it on. See, I don't like the but it I think that makes it. I think that changes the rhythm. I think that makes it. I think if you play, I should just get a horn. Hold on, Joey, get your trumpet. Joey, you're going to need to get your horn for this. What I'm saying is, is if you play, I think you're making two sixteenths. Yep. That's yes. not what's written. You are making two sixteenths. That's a grace note. You should put it on the beat. You should put it on the beat, but I hear it a lot. Which is not yeah. what's written at all. No. It, is, it does get played that way, but it is not what's written there. Yeah, so you put it on the and. You yes. put it right on the end. Right. It's not a 16th note. This is true. It can't be slow. Yeah, it's got to be late and fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I'm, I'm a yeah. fan of on the beat. You tongue any of these notes that are written to Nudo? I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> I know. It's not a question for you. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't no. either. No. Thank but you, you. But you could. I mean, you, if, you, if you're just you make a case a, for it. You, know, you, you could if you, if you, you know, didn't know what you were doing. Like, for example, no, I think you slur all those. If you didn't want to advance in some competition. <laughs> all right. Okay. So tongue them. Uh, all right. So we've done all of that. Let's get over to the fun part, much like the Hindemith, uh, where you have the da-dee, ba-dee, when you have here. Right. Right. That's the question. There, no, I watch breathe. people very regularly breathe every eighth rest. Every eighth yeah. rest. <laughs> this and is getting more trap. and more tense. It's a it, trap. Don't fall in. Yeah. You should know yeah. exactly where you're going to breathe, and you do not need to breathe every two beats ever. Right. So get yeah. one good breath, and you're out. And using the the first valve A flat trick, if you really look at there in bar 68, starting on beat two, it's open first, open first, open first, open first, open first, the whole way through. Yeah, it's a piece <laughs> right? of cake. Easy. Yeah, yeah once Easy, you get to beat peasy. two, you're done. Right. And again, a great line to be practice slurred and then add legato double tongue to it. After yeah. you have it. Nice and clear. Doesn't have to be short. Doesn't have to be pecky. It shouldn't be short. Shouldn't be pecky. Shouldn't be accented. Just no. be clear articulation. Because the tempo takes is going to take care of that. Right. The faster yeah, as long as you're playing clean, the tef- yeah, it'll sound short. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. I, I so. I thought we'd argue about the grace note, too. I'm so happy right now. 
Yeah, no. no, that's good. All right, so we're to the first slow section now. Now, I got to ask this since we're here, because I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Yeah. This is my favorite section in the whole piece. This oh. first slow movement is my favorite part of the whole piece. I like the second one. Cause I, I like the, the I like, I like the, the second one. I like the I muted know. part. We're yeah, gonna get to that. Well, you Brian know what? and I are gonna fight. <laughs> and we're I gonna think, fight. And I think if I were you guys, I'd feel good about using a mute as well. Do you know what I mean? It's a... <laughs> I even have stickers on my mute, and that, so that's the thing. Um, right. This now we don't have any typos yet, right? We're still okay. I think we're. Oh, good this is so the one, far. right? The last bar here. If you're looking at this, should be a decrescendo, not a crescendo. Yep. Right. Before but this, F. A, this again. Right, we have essentially cut the tempo in half, which is yet another reason to play 144, because then 72, which is what's written here, it's literally half tempo. Mm. Right, right. So it gives you it gives you that good relationship. You want to be thinking about everything, not how fast can I play and sound cool, but what's the best thing to do for the music. <laughs> and when you're thinking about the music here, we go right to a half tempo, not too slow. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes people. But that is a trumpet a thing, dirge. right? <clears throat> yeah. I, I want to. Yeah. How fast can I play to sound cool? Screw no, the rest of the music this, and how it works out. This is one of those ones where he already wrote it, like Joey's saying, it's half tempo, and he already wrote it slowly, right? right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that underlying pulse is is still there, but he wrote longer durations, so just just do that. This is a section where I learned a lot about pacing, like in terms of endurance, right? Because it's easy to unload on this thing at letter E because it says espressivo <laughs> and just open up and just go for it, but it, but you'll be sorry. You know, find a way to be expressive with that without doing that. And you here again, you have some leeway. It does not have to be rigidly in time. Not at all. Because when we were the first the the first section there at A from A to D, that's pretty rigid. One forty four. We're off to the races. But now we pull back to the half tempo and we've got some room. We can move around a little bit. I mean, we have some that are written, but Espressivo, you got some time. So you can stretch those triplets, ends of phrases, and, and you can lean into the 16ths a little bit, right. pull back and forth. When you get to that, uh, the animato up to that high B flat, you can race up there and then sit there, hang on that for mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, milk that musically. And then I, get I do have a out. question. Yeah. So coming off of the high B flat, two fortes, right? And there's a written diminuendo. Mm-hmm. But I think the tune continues. But it's I, only to mezzo forte. It's not yeah, soft, soft. I That's think not it, soft. I think it's too. I think it's underwritten. I for my don't, money. I don't pay a lot of attention to that diminuendo. Yeah. Well, I'm still think thinking this, Hollywood there. Well, if you're if you're considering that you're in front of a 90 piece, you know, uh, orchestra, right? Mm-hmm. That mezzo forte is going to be pretty strong. Yeah, I think you still bring it through there. Yeah. Yeah. I but I see what you're saying, Brian. So I want to back up because I have a question because I, yeah. I think I know what you're going to say. Bar 102. I don't have uh, measure sorry, numbers. Sorry, one, so after E, one, two, three, four, fifth, sixth bar, the octave F sharps. Do you tongue the F sharp at the top? No. Do you bump it? No. You slur it. You don't bump it at all. No. Got to work out that technique. Just curious. Yeah. Yeah, just a little flick. Nothing. No. <laughs> just a little bump. What just if you had something. just the slightest <laughs> moment of doubt? Da, a little something. <laughs> no, I, and here's why. I don't think it, I don't think it's a bad uh, uh, idea if it's a little uh, uh, gooey there. So if you heard a da da, would be very nice. Yeah, it could be sure. a little yeah, glissando a little, little so portamento, a little portamento. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not course. worried. I'm not worried about tonguing there because if it's if it's nice and connected, sure, it's still going to sound great. All right, now, 
let's talk about this. So we come out of 107. We have the run-up to the B-flat. We talked about that singing through there. Way too many breath marks printed in this. Way. We do yeah. not need to breathe come every on. two bars. No. In fact, you, I might breathe after the Fs. I might take that one, but I might go the whole way to letter F without breathing. Breathe in. Wait, you're going to go right from Breathe the... at the beginning of the run, right, up to the high B flats. Yeah, that's seven bars at a slow tempo. I think uh, some students might not, that yeah. might not be feasible for, for right. students. But, yeah, I might I might breathe after the F flat. I think that's the phrase. Yeah, I actually, I actually think that's better than breathing after the G. Like yeah. you just you just played you know you got a good breath you play up to the B flat and then you're coming back down to the G but keep going make that yeah. a four bar phrase I agree, I agree. with that yeah. yeah so you can breathe after the F flat but then I don't think you need to breathe again before that little snippet at the end because except musically it's kind of a tag it like is from, from a musical standpoint you know there is sort of not much happening right there you don't need it there but it's yeah, not I think all the breath marks actually work musically. Um, I, they're I, not all needed, but I think they do work. And I don't like the, the one the after breath. the G. I don't either. I think that should be right out. I think that's a four-bar phrase. Yep, I agree. Well, yeah, I, I think it does wor still work. Because, Brian, that goes along bar. with what you're saying about the, you know, not doing the diminuendo. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, you... I agree you can hold through there. And you mm. do get a breath right before that. I mean, it's only two bars, right? Exactly. You've only played right. from that low E, from the E flat. Right. It's two bars. You know, just yeah. go ahead and keep singing. You can go through it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So now, all right. So we made it through the, uh, now we're back into, uh, back up to 144. Yes. Yeah. So tempo's right back in. This is the part most people ignore. Right. <laughs> they, they get the opening. Then mm -hmm. you got to get that first section. All right. First slow section. Okay. And now this sort of development sort of thing, here's where all the traps are. Yeah. They're little interludes. You're back and forth with the orchestra. It's a lot of trading back and forth, a lot of short phrases, and a lot of, you know, technical phrases going through here. So got to have your double tongue locked and loaded, but again, not short, not pecky. Yeah. And then and you've got to be in the line of the orchestra. You have to know the accompaniment going on here. And there's some beautiful contrast written in here, like the, the, the line, the G-flat to the D-flat at letter H. You have a nice, like, four-bar lyrical thing that happens there. You have it again leading into I. Yep. Right? There, there are some moments in here that I think kind of get lost. You have it again at 182 there after K. The things that are under the arches, man, those are real opportunities within this really technical section. Well, right. It's the back and forth. It is. And that's it, the... These are all like, you know, for lack of a better term, snippets, right? They are. These are, <laughs> these are, these are snippets. There isn't got, a better term. You've got, you've got short, you've got short technical passages. You've got short lyrical passages. You've got them all back and forth through the orchestra, even within the same line on the trumpet. So you've really got to know what's going on in the orchestra and know what you're doing here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But don't, that, that's what I hear in this section a lot is that the missed opportunities on those lyrical things that are kind of tucked in with all the technical stuff. Right, because when your band directors and teachers have been saying to you, exaggerate, this is the section where you're, when you're on the technical passages, really lean in and make sure it's really clear and crisp and the lyrical passages really lush. You, yep. can't, you can't overdo that musical uh, um, back and forth. You can't yeah, it's overdo about, it. It's about contrast. I, can I just back up? to the seventh bar of G. So in sure. first time we play. So um, I would love to look at the, the actual manuscript. It probably exists somewhere. Hickman probably has a facsimile of the manuscript. <laughs> um, 
but so I'm, I'm curious these are these 16s are actually marked staccato for the first time right yeah. so 16s in the rest of the piece are not so i actually try to play this first statement really crisp and short but super light like i'm not really digging in mm-hmm. um to the dynamic here um so all of these real short and and light and then a little bit i don't think of the dynamic here as loud and soft i think of them as tone colors so the loud the marking forte i think of as a little brighter color than the mezzo forte Hmm. um, markings and then a huge contrast at h right for the when you drop down yeah yeah drop down two dynamic levels to mezzo piano i think that's really important but Um, and then how much crescendo do you make within that right it's a it's within the context of mezzo mezzo piano right the but that the, mezzo piano is in the context of over the top of the orchestra ah uh, yeah so I, play, I think that yeah. i think that mezzo piano is much more a tone color than a dynamic mm-hmm. oh that's a great point yeah. yeah i mean and it's it's got the cantando marking there so you are there, there's a little license there yeah, yeah. Right. i think that's much more about style than it is about literal dynamic yeah i try and force the ensemble to play softer there yeah by imposing your will with your volume yeah, well, not, yeah, the, on the other end. So just like you play <laughs> playing, all the time. Playing softer. Pretty much. I try to play softer there. Essentially yelling, you listen to me. <laughs> exactly. I am the soloist. I am the soloist. Getting a word in edgewise in the rehearsals <laughs> is difficult, so I just play louder. <laughs> all right, so now I'm going to go get a cup of coffee while you guys argue about the next section. All right, so, yeah, we're to the second slow section. Now, the only oh, marking yeah. there, because I think all of the same rules are applying, right? So it's soft, but you're still over the top of the orchestra. Uh, right. You have some, we're back to the half time. Uh, so back to around 72. Yep. Um, the orchestra is going. You have definitely some musical push and pull you get to use all the way through this. These are shorter phrases, lots of two bar phrases here back and forth. So really the big thing we haven't just talked about and the, the, the two note marks under the phrase marks, you could articulate, you may or may not. All of those things remain true. So really the discussion is con sordino which Mm. literally means with mute now in the abstract in the trumpet world generally speaking when we see that marking and nothing else we use a straight mute right right? now almost no one uses a straight mute in this piece ever so well because duck is just recordings with cup right yes i like that you started with that doc schitzer for whom this was written Used a cup. Used a yeah. cup mute. No, so he was probably using stone lined. At that time in that place? Or probably. some version of so. or a version of some it. Russian version of it, yeah. But, yeah. of course, now let's progress through because the wick is the next best option on the way to where we're going. The wick oh, adjustable cup would be yeah, better than the stone lined. I like that better, but what I like is the uh, the Trump Core classical cup. Yeah, This is a great cup mute, and boy, you get this thing to where it's almost touching because it's an adjustable cup as well mm-hmm. you get that so it's almost touching the bell and it has this just gorgeous slightly covered cup mute sound kind of velvety sound i think it's exactly the right sound to go with piece. the green velvet inside the cup yeah Hell yeah it's cup. it's a beautiful beautiful mute and and playing cup mute is is uh, certainly acceptable but there's a but in our future but the logical yeah. evolution of this <laughs> is to play no. with a solo tone no. Now, now, how how do you get a logical evolution backwards? Evolution <laughs> is forward it's moving. 1940s radio hour. 
Yeah. It was he was hearkening back to but they had just solo a few tones years then. before. Yeah. So th- to say an evolution, that would be a de-evolution. Mm-hmm. Hold on, yeah. you're, bre- you're breaking up yeah, there. It won't work. It, it's not coming work. through. Oh. Yeah, you got the it's, wrong mic. It's shutting down. You got the wrong mic on. <laughs> wow. And so, you got the wrong mute in there, frankly. <laughs> yeah, and that's why it shut down. And that's I'm why. so ashamed. Yeah. That's I mean, mute. I could grab uh, I can grab a mute here and demonstrate both if you want to hear. I've, no, I don't think anyone... The- no. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear the solo tone. I actually, <laughs> the last time, last time I performed it, I, I totally played it with a solo tone. Wow. I'm glad to know that it's been performed wrong. I mean, that's that's important. <laughs> it's good. I, I, I loved it. I think I we've shown this uh, as an example of what not to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think you just go ahead and play this entire section on flugelhorn. <laughs> that is in no way con sordino. <laughs> I thought that's what the translation was. That doesn't was. work. That does not mean change instruments. I think it says change to flugel. Wow. <laughs> Flugelhorn. So, no, no I, I'm going with you on the classic cup. That's yeah. the mute of choice. I, it's, it's, it's a great mute. T.O.B. And, and the se- second choice would be the stone lined, right? No, the wick. Oh, come on. No, dude. No. Okay, so high school students who play this piece are not going to have they can get a wick. The they classical, can get either of these. Oh, the wick is. They're both available for purchase, and frankly, let's just take a moment here, as we've discussed before. Mutes are worth their money. They, if you take yeah. care of them, they will last you forever. They're worth purchasing. Yeah, Joey might say they're very ubiquitous. Uh, uh, I, very I, ubiquitous. I, my mouth is open. I don't, even, <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> There's so many problems now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think the wick is because you can adjust it and get closer to the classical, the classic cup. Just get on the Trump Core website and order a classic. Just get it. Just buy it. It's a good mute. It's worth it. Tell them we sent you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, these are both expensive mutes. I will say they are worth it. I love this section, but I still like the first slow section better. Oh no, no, no. Who's with me? This is the one. Right in, right into the show. Who's now? You guys, you guys move at letter N. Yes. Yes. You move forward a letter yeah, in, yeah. come back, second bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can, yeah, there's a lot of push and pull through all these little yeah. two bar phrases. Absolutely. Allow you some I will say when time. when people are playing this or when you're coaching it or when students are trying to come to terms with it, stretch and pull, but I think we also need some moments when it's actually in time. Sure. So you can you can move forward, then you can come back, but then I think you have to play a little bit in time and then move forward and come back and then give us the time again. I'll tell you where, uh, right off the bat, I think you start in time, and I think you end. So if you start at M, I think your first three bars or the four bars are pretty much in time. After that, then you can start moving. But the last two bars before N, I think come right back straight in time. Yep. And then N, you start pushing again. And then again, when you get to O, I think O just sits very placid. Mm-hmm. And then boom, just let that, let that just sit almost in dead mm-hmm. time there at O. Mm-hmm. All so the way out. Maybe I do stretch have a, the last four notes. Maybe. May, yeah, definitely the last four. But yeah. I agree with you about it being in time at O. Yeah, I have, I have a question at O as well. So the out mm-hmm. tempo is at O on those. So the the way the music is printed, the out tempo is on the triplet, the trumpet triplet. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the writ lasts the first two beats, but mm-hmm. I don't play it that way. I put the out tempo on the next bar because I think the writ lasts all the way through those two bars. I agree. I think you can stretch those triplets. Yep. Yeah. And then, but, and then the out tempo starts right on the second bar of O. I agree with you. I do it the same way, but I will say he sort of wrote out the retard 
for you wrote out the stretch by using the quarter note triplet. Yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna pull that a little bit. Mm, yeah, I agree. We're gonna pour so a little bit more on. What there. about the grace note in two sixty? Dee da da dee dum dee dum dum. Yeah, right on it. Yeah. Yeah, because right you're retarded. You're slowing down all the way mm-hmm. into it, so you're really setting yourself up to bottom. That B flat in two fifty nine is really that's a long eighth note at the end of the bar to set that up. Yeah, exactly. Love it. Great. And then right, we're so now at we're the heading turn home. of A. Yeah, so we're heading home. We've taken the cup mute out, and we've thrown our uh, solo tone away. Uh, <laughs> and so basically, we go out on a limb. It's fine, people. Right. It's so we fine. Gotta, we we got to recap. So you know, from mm-hmm. from Q up to uh, up to T is pretty much what we've done before, and then we're just doing a little send off to get us to, and let's have the discussion into the cadenza. Yeah. Right. So all of this is stuff we played before. So we're just recapping again. Don't breathe every two beats. All of that kind of good stuff. Some nice little double tonguing again. You know, you start softer, but it's not short. It's not accented. It's clear. It's all the way out. So then the orchestra stops. Now, should we just go through some typos for people who might be learning this for the first time? Yes, yes let's do that. Do it. First bar of the cadenza. Now I, I do think. Now I guess this is the question. Now there are recordings that don't use Doc Schitzer's cadenza. Right. Because it's a cadenza. You get to do whatever you want, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. I do yeah. think the first time you learn this piece, you should learn this cadenza. Yes. I think it's part of the piece. And then uh, if you get to a place where you're like, yeah, but I'm going to do my own thing, knock yourself out. But start by learning it. So in the first bar, the last note of the first bar of the cadenza is a B natural. Mm-hmm. Now, the key signature is still B flat. And, and sometimes in cadenzas, people are like, well, it doesn't really play in cadenzas. I want to make sure it's clear. You yeah, know, you play up to a B natural, right? So yeah, the A sharp's a bit of a giveaway, but it yeah, it's, giveaway, it's printed wrong. But so. it is still it is as written A sharp to B wrong. flat, and that's yeah. right out, right <laughs> out. So then we play up the G major scale, right, mm-hmm. and a cadenza. So you have lots of freedom here. Sometimes people want to play uh, very much exactly what was uh, they've heard before, and then they can't do it. So if you need a little extra time and you've got a rest, take a little extra time. It's a cadenza. Make it, it work for you. And then right. go for the contrast when the, between those scherzando things and the super dolce lyrical stuff that follows. Because he sets that, he sets up that conversation each time, right? Yeah. And there's another place when we get to that first scherzando. That's a B natural. Again, it's, it's G, A sharp, and it's written B flat. That's a B natural. Yeah, there's no natural sign in there. Right. You want to yep. fix that, right? But yes, yep. you want to have, it's both, they both are marked. Piano and dolce, scherzando, mezzo forte, right? Mm-hmm. Huge difference. Bill, you're exactly. That's it, it, it's huge. Those two bars, uh, one uh, the one bar of scherzandos each time in between those pianos can just jump off the page and then right back into the texture. So, Bill, I have and, a question. You just sang it with on that first one, with the I G s- leading into the E flat. Pull back just a touch. I pull oh, back, but I, I st- but I still yeah. play them very short. I don't pull back at all. Oh, don't yeah. do that. If and I'm then pull set back, the down. No, if I go back. Yeah, I yes. pull back just a little bit and elongate just a touch. Nope. Yeah, I don't elongate at all. I, yeah. <laughs> totally But I do, I do place the downbeat. No. Hmm. Yeah, I separate them a little bit more. But my favorite thing is coming up, which is the... Right? You really get that going almost like a lip show, which then just blends right into the first triplet. Yep. Right. That's it's essentially a, a written. Uh, yeah. Uh, like a written out lip drill. Exactly. 
ビッドタ、ビッドタ、ビッドタ、ビッドタ、ビッドタ、ビッドタ、ビッドタ、ビッドタ、ビッドタ、ビッドタ、ビッドタ、ビッドタ、ビッドタ、ビッドタ、ビ
But then why isn't the whole thing written in cut time? Oh, that I don't know. This is in the cadenza. Did Doc Schuster write the cadenza or did I don't know? He used common time at the beginning of the Allegro con Brio. He wrote it in four. He actually uses yep. right. Yep. He wrote that in four four. Well, I think he, he feels yeah. he st- he starts to feel it in two rather than than four. That's certainly possible. There's a performance guide to the concertos of Lieberman and Williams. Nope, that's the wrong thing. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking in four the whole way to the end, mostly just to keep the momentum going. Mm-hmm. 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 Then you're home. And me. then you're home, and when you get to the end, always your option. One or two eight VA, whatever you want on the last four notes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only right way to go. What? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, oh, you're a, a VB. You are a baby if you play what's written there. Come on. <laughs> like Doc Schitzer played. Eight VA, yeah. or as Joey would do it, two octaves, double B flats on the end is the only real answer. <laughs> that is never the answer on this piece. And I love high notes more than most four people I know. Bill is kidding. Play the ink. <laughs> Play the ink. Doc oh Schuster was the lead trumpet at the Bolshoi, right? That's where he was. He played. Uh, I, don't know. I think that's lead. right. Yeah, Bolshoi Ballet. I think that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. But well, there it is. Listen, I think we did a beautiful job of deconstructing that. Yeah. You should know this now. Now you can People go play. Will be it. Thoroughly we, confused at this. We point. might need to do this again with other uh, landmark pieces, maybe like. Uh, Petite piece concertante. Maybe we could do that one next. I like that. Landmark. Landmark. That's landmark. We could tear that apart. Oh, we could Why tear not? it apart. Yeah. Well, hopefully that helps, right? I mean, yeah. everybody's got an opinion about this piece. There are others I think that are deserving. So if this, if this uh, lands favorably with our audience, we'll be happy to uh, to tear apart some other things. Hindemith would be one that I would love to oh, do. We can go into oh. that. Oh uh, man. But yeah, There's please. So uh, much. So yeah, much. Please, please send us the pieces you want. Email yeah, us, let us. Let us know what you want us to tear apart. Let us know, and we will do it. We'll strategize and help you learn it. Exactly. All right, boys, time for no offense. If you have not at least read through the Artunian, you're doing it wrong. Everyone <laughs> must experience this great masterwork at some point in time. If you can't play or you're not ready to play it, that's totally cool. Buy it and watch it go by. Just get some recordings, open the score. And when I say the score, I don't mean just the trumpet part. I mean the whole thing. Oh, use the piano part for your study. Watch it go by, listen to it, and get to know this incredible piece. What do you think, guys? A worthwhile endeavor? Definitely. Yeah, if if you're a trumpet player, you need to know this piece. I mean, there are some things that are part of the lit and we wonder why and then there's some pieces that are part of the lit that should be and this is one of those mm. this is this should be part of the this should be part of the lit that you should take it take some time dive in listen to doc schitzer with the music in front of you and say all right i'm going in yeah get mm-hmm. on it enjoy the folk tunes yeah. enjoy the soulful quality of the piece and the excitement yeah. it's yeah. great great piece yeah this is interesting we've, we've all brought our favorite pieces in before we've talked about that but i wonder if we really had to narrow this down to top five of all time oh, top wow. 10 of all time right mm. artunian makes the list yeah i think so it would be hard to leave it off but i think that we also need to think about this will be great we could think about what else makes the list if we really narrowed it down to top five that yeah. would be that would that starts to get Oof. pretty tough that's gonna get really tough uh-huh that's the whole point fascinating that's the whole point 
All right, boys. Well, that should about do it for today. Listen, stay tuned. Tell your friends and neighbors and check out the Artunian. Completely worth your time and effort. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell. Today's broadcast is not intended for home use. Closed track professional driver. Discontinue use if rash persists. Contact your physician in case of negative reaction. Void where prohibited. Freshest if eaten before date on carton. Canadian currency only. Batteries not included. Removing tag voids warranty. This film has not yet been rated. This Clark book has been sanitized for your protection. Use only as directed unless being played on flugelhorn. Children and the elderly should avoid prolonged exposure to this product. Offer void in Cincinnati. Thank you to our amazing staff, legal consultant, press blow and hope. Dr. Appleby Weinberg's repair team, Earlham Twice and Estelle Hiram. Valve alignments by Paul Harder. Mute control officer, Mark Harmon. Alexander Technique consultant, Ben Dover. Studio furniture by L. Ron Cubbard. Tax firm, Candace B. Rittenhoff. Hair and makeup, Jeff Icka. Studio sound design, Lois Bitter. Ear training specialist, Colin Response. Mr. Tartelb's wardrobe designer, Hardly Fitch You.